Star Wars 7x7 episode 2668. It's a What to Watch Now episode, and we're going to be talking about Return of the Ewok, which is something I was just talking about over on TikTok. Yeah, that's a thing. And it is brought to you today by the fine folks at cufflinks.com. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So if you are on TikTok and you're not following Star Wars 7x7 on TikTok, hey, here, here's a plug. Hope you'll check it out and follow it. Usually I'm doing at least two videos a day there. One of them is a This Day in Star Wars History and the other is a Star Wars trivia question. So. Earlier this week, I did a Star Wars history date, and it was the birth date of a gentleman named David Tomlin, who unfortunately is no longer with us. He was a first assistant director on Return of the Jedi and also had a number of other film and television credits to his name. But one of the unusual things about his CV is that he worked on a project called Return of the Ewok. He was the writer and director of it, and it never saw the light of day. At least not officially, not exactly, but I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. We'll do a five top takeaway situation from this. And yes, I will link to this at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. And there'll be a link in the show notes for this episode as well. So the first top takeaway is <laughs> what the deal is overall with this. So according to the link that I'm going to post, like where it is, this classic 24-minute film stars Warwick Davis as he tries to become a star. Shot on the sets of Return of the Jedi, the film features your favorite Star Wars stars, including Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, David Prowse, Jeremy Bullock, as well as veteran actor Ray Kinnear. And Ray Kinnear, if you watch this thing and he looks familiar, he's the dad of Veruca Salt in Willy Wonka. Okay, so that'll give you an idea. The classic one with Gene Wilder. Now here's the rest of the backstory. Warwick Davis owns a VHS copy of the film, which was shot on 16mm and is now considered mostly lost in that format. There are two fans, one named Scott Kirkwood, who provided a tape which a fan shot with a camcorder at a screening, I'll explain that, uh, which was then restored and edited by Garrett, uh, yeah, Garrett Gilchrist. So here's the deal, Warwick Davis actually screened this at three different celebrations, Celebration 1, 2, and 3, starting in 1999. And then a clip of it was released as part of something Star Wars used to have called the Hyperspace Club, the Hyperspace Fan Club. So Basically, the video that exists online is a combination of the film from one of the screenings, from one of the celebrations, don't know which one, along with wherever it was available, clips from the Hyperspace Club version of it. And according to Wikipedia, here's the backstory of its being made. Filming took place during the production of Return of the Jedi, including at lunchtimes on weekends. Tomlin said, at lunchtimes, I would rush around and try and shoot pieces for it. George Lucas financed the film, though the costs were limited to expenses such as film stock. And Tomlin said, everyone contributed their time and talent for absolutely nothing. So for a second top takeaway, I'll give you the general gist of the 24-minute mockumentary. So it follows Warwick Davis at the time, 11 years old, right? Oh, so young. And he is deciding to go out in the world and find his fortune, but trying to decide what he's going to do. And so there are comedic clips of him 
working with David Prowse weightlifting and then deciding to take on a job as a goalkeeper for the Chelsea Football Club, a.k.a. soccer, if you will. And that doesn't, unfortunately, go as well as he had hoped. But then he sees Star Wars and there's an amazing (laughs) kind of montage of Star Wars stuff where in the middle of it, they are showing Luke and Vader fighting on Cloud City. And during the scene, Luke takes a step back and they cut to the scene where Warwick Davis is looking at posters of Star Wars and it's nearby a door where suddenly Luke, Mark Hamill in costume, in his best spin Luke costume, steps backward out of that thing. And Warwick's like, come on, Luke, you can do it. And Luke, so Mark Hamill in character saying, just taking a breather, and then steps back into the shop. And then we cut back into the scene where he's fighting Vader. So right from the jump, you get the idea that this is going to be highly unusual and it's going to mix both the quote-unquote reality of our world with the reality of the galaxy far, far away. So Warwick goes to meet with the talent agent to get put onto a movie, and it turns out that the guy's casting for Revenge of the Jedi. Yes, Revenge of the Jedi is the name of the film as mentioned in here. So this obviously was filmed before the final name change on the title, which is kind of exciting in its own right. And there are comedic elements to this whole situation that I am not going to spoil here. I want you to check this out because it's really cool. It is a product of its time. The quality of it is like, oh yeah, it's really iffy, but trust me, it's worth your time. So Warwick gets cast as an Ewok and shows up in full Ewok costume at Elstree Studios and has to find where he's supposed to go. And so there are various encounters with actors and characters. And ultimately, he is able to get to the set of Endor, which is, in this case, not necessarily the set of Endor because (laughs) this is where reality and fantasy kind of blend. And so Wicket actually shows up on Endor and it kind of rewrites the way that Return of the Jedi plays out in some very comical ways. And it ends, and yeah, I know I'm saying I'm not really doing some spoilers. This really isn't too spoilery, but it ends with Warwick with his parents talking about the adventure he had just been on and them saying, yeah, I've, you know, enough nonsense. Like, where have you been? You know, this is not going to go well for you. So my third takeaway from this is just... Oh my gosh, they were so young. Ah, they were so young. Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher appearing in this in their Return of the Jedi heyday. Oh my gosh. And I know, you know, we were just talking about Carrie Fisher the other day because it was her birthday a couple of days ago. And, uh, you know, to see the three of them from back then, I mean, we see them in Return of the Jedi all the time, but it's different when you actually get to see them backstage and speaking as Harrison and as Mark and as Carrie. It's just, yeah, it's a different experience entirely. It will mess with your mind in the most pleasant of ways. For a fourth takeaway, I'll focus on 3PO and R2 and Chewbacca. So in one of the most fascinating choices about this mockumentary, 3PO and R2 and Chewie are in character the whole time. In other words, the way that they play this is that C-3PO is actually C-3PO in real life as well as in the movie. And so he is having arguments with Robert Watts, who is one of the producers of Return of the Jedi, about 
his accommodations and wanting limos and other <laughs> stuff befitting his station on things. So 3PO and Chewbacca and R2 are all in this category where this is who they are both in real life and in the movie and so the fun around that is really terrific and before i get to the fifth and final takeaway i'm going to take a moment to talk about the fine folks at cufflinks.com who are partnering with us this month on the show and in previous episodes i've talked about how i'm building a particular accessory suite for one outfit and there's going to be a couple others i work on this month too but we've gone from the mythosaur tie to then adding the Grogu tie bar to adding the Boba Fett cufflinks. And now we're going to level four, which is the Mandalorian socks, the Mandalorian houndstooth black and white socks to wear with this whole outfit. Yeah, socks, you don't necessarily get to see so much and that's fine, but it's always fun to know that they're there and that you're rocking something fun and Star Wars-y when you get to do that. And as I've mentioned on the podcast many times before, you don't live by Star Wars alone necessarily. So if you have other fandoms that you're into, then you will find something very cool for yourself or for somebody special on cufflinks.com. They have Disney stuff, Marvel stuff, sports teams, and they also have classics on their site too luxury level brands basically like Jan Leslie and Oxen Bull. But regardless of what you're into, you can save 15% site-wide with the promo code SW7X715. That's SW7X715 site-wide with no minimum order at cufflinks.com. All right, as far as that fifth and final takeaway, how Wicket finally gets to Endor, it's Kind of an adventure for him because he has to get across the pond to America and he doesn't quite know how to get there. So there's a bunch of time spent with his adventures through Elstree Studios trying to figure out where he needs to be and how to get there. One of those adventures involves Yoda and it's really surprising to see that because Frank Oz is famously particular about performing Yoda as you know he should be like in more power to him. But this is definitely a... <laughs> <laughs> comparatively frivolous application for Yoda, possibly one of the most frivolous ones that I've ever seen, and yet Frank Oz is doing it. So, you know, that's really remarkable in its own right. And once he finally does get to Endor, you're gonna see a scene that looks like it's basically another angle on that moment in Return of the Jedi where our heroes look down into a little valley and see the biker scouts for the first time and they're trying to figure out what they're gonna do and Wicked shows up and there are a couple of comedic double takes around that. And there's also an alternate version of how the shield generator gets blown up, which involves Wicked and it is rather funny. And that's one of the scenes where also it was filmed at celebration, you know, this uh, sort of camcorder footage, and you can hear the audience laughing when they see it. And yeah, there's something about that experience that just kind of brings out the laughter in you as you're watching it too, or at least it did with me, and I imagine it will with you. So again, that is Return of the Ewok. It is a 24 minute, it runs about 25 minutes with the credits and whatnot. Uh, and again, I will have it linked to the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com and also in the show notes for this episode. And speaking of this episode, that's going to do it for this one. So it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. That was
7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.